Thanks for listening to this Small Town Theologian special. This bonus content comes from other Reformed pastors, theologians, and servants of Christ who have valuable thoughts to offer you. You may not recognize their names or ministries, but these faithful servants have good things to say for your comfort. Give their words careful thought, and may your life be shaped by what you learn. Dr. Barry York is the president of and professor of pastoral theology and homiletics at Reform Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Pittsburgh. Dr. York has two degrees in mathematics, a BS from the University of Michigan and an MAT from Purdue University. He also has an MDiv from RPTS, where he currently serves, and a DMIN from Reform Theological Seminary. Dr. York is also ordained in the RPCNA and is currently leading a church plant called River Valley Reformed Church. So, Dr. York serves Christ mainly in Pittsburgh and Beaver, PA. He writes regularly for the Gentle Reformation blog, serves as general editor of and a contributor to the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Journal, podcasts regularly on 3GT, or Three Guys Theologizing, and has contributed to Table Talk magazine. He's the author of Hitting the Marks, Restoring the Essential Identity of the Church, which can be found on Amazon or Craigslist. Crownandcovenant.com. Dr. York is married to Miriam, and they have six children and eight grandchildren. He also enjoys playing hoops, which I think is an excellent pastime. I play hoops, too, on Tuesday nights here in Mannheim. Give Dr. Barry York your uh, close attention because he has some excellent things to say about the Spirit's vivid and powerful work in and through preaching. Here's Dr. York. This is Barry York, President and Professor of Pastoral Theology and Homiletics at Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary. I'm also the author of Hitting the Marks, Restoring the Essential Identity of the Church. And in this brief time, I want to explain how preaching displays the vivid activity of the Holy Spirit. And to understand the Spirit's work in preaching, perhaps no theologian strikes truer with the needed clarity as does the 17th century reformer Francis Turretin. In his work, Institutes of Elinctic Theology, Turretin helps us understand the Spirit's role in preaching. For Turretin believed it was necessary to know, and here I quote, how of the various assemblies which profess the name of Christ, the true and orthodox can be distinguished from the false and heretical, which are unworthy of the name of the true church. Turton's reason for this distinction was pretty simple. He states what the scriptures teach and what the Protestant church has always upheld regarding the church's importance. Turton said salvation cannot be obtained except in communion with the true church. In other words, to be saved, you must make sure that you are where the spirit of God is. But how do we know where the Spirit of God is present in this world? Well, like a treasure map, Turretin taught that you need a mark to show where the Spirit is. And so Turretin then discusses the nature of a mark, of a mark that indicates where the true church is to be found. He taught that a real mark of the church needed to be both proper in other words, not a characteristic common to an object, but something that's formal and pronounced. And he said it also had to be somewhat known. 
In other words, the mark cannot be of an intangible quality, but must be able to be measured in some way. So in in order to locate the true visible church, he taught that the invisible presence of God's spirit must be indicated by something more than mere probable or accidental adjunct signs, which he called the ekata from the Greek. Ekata means merely appearing or seeming to be associated. And that word ekata may sound somewhat familiar to you because that's where we get our English word icon from. And I want you to think for a moment of an icon that you might have on your smartphone because the apps on our smartphones are represented by icons. And I want you to think about how that icon on your smartphone is associated with the program, but it really is separate from it. For example, if I drew on a marker board a blue circle with a small white letter F in the middle of it, you would immediately recognize that as the Facebook icon. But you could go up to that marker board and push that Facebook icon all you want. You will not get the app to open. You can disassociate the icon from the program. Turretin taught then similarly, some signs that may indicate the spirit's presence in a group of people can be merely probable and not closely and formally associated with it as they should be. For instance, a group may claim that it's a Christian assembly, but that claim does not prove the fact. Another group may have a soup kitchen, which many Christian churches do, but just the presence of a soup kitchen doesn't prove that that's a true Christian church. That group may or may not be in Christ. In other words, we need another kind of a mark than simply a a kata one. Turretin taught that necessary and essential signs are needed. And he used the word, the Greek word tekmeria to define these kinds of signs. Tekmeria means demonstrative proof or essential sign. And a sign tekmeria is so much of the essence of the thing signified that they are inseparable from it. And in his work, Turretin used examples of such signs. He used the idea of how smoke indicates fire. You can't really separate smoke from the fire that produces it. Or how breath proves that life is present. Or the rays of light show that there is a sun from which those rays come. To illustrate what he meant by a sign tecmeria. And then he applied this concept to the church. Turretin taught that the internal mystical, invisible church consists of true believers when it's revealed in an external, visible, instituted way. Well, how how so? Where is that mark to be found? That's a a true sign, a true mark, Tecmeria. Well, as a true representative of the Reformed tradition, Turretin said that the pure preaching of the word with lawful administration of the sacraments, to which some add the exercise of discipline and holiness of life or obedience given to this word, are those types of signs. Turretin taught that preaching shows where the Spirit of God, the pure preaching of God's word shows where the Spirit of God is present. 
And he said that that sign is of the first degree of necessity, since without it, the church cannot exist. Turton taught that the effect of the word and spirit is sharper than any two-edged sword because it pierces to the soul itself. It generates faith and piety in the minds of its hearers, as well as an invincible firmness in its professors. And it's always victoriously triumphing over the kingdom of Satan and the false religion. As a result, a gathered flock of people come around the preach word showing that they belong to Christ and are a true temple here on earth where the spirit of God dwells. Friends of utmost importance is the practice of this chief mark of the church, the pure preaching of the word of God, for it is always showing to you where the spirit of God is present. For think of it, preaching is a conscientious acknowledgement of and utter dependency upon the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of God is the true author of the scriptures, as the Apostle Peter taught us. He is the one who has made God's truth known to us, as we learn in the Gospel of John chapter 16. The Holy Spirit grants illumination to the meaning of the text, to the hearers of God's word, as we learn in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we know that he is the one who empowers the preacher of his word, as we see in the book of Acts, as Jesus said in John chapter 14, the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father in the name of Christ in order to bring God's word to his people. Those who keep that word know the love of God, and they become the place here on the earth where the Trinity dwells, where the true temple of God is to be found. The Holy Spirit alone uses preaching to convict, to convert, and to consecrate. From beginning to end, as Turretin taught, preaching is a working of the Spirit of God. I urge you, as you listen, to make sure that you're in a place, in a church, where there is the pure preaching of God's Word, because if you are, you are where God's Spirit is dwelling. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you really appreciated Barry's message today on preaching and that it brings comfort to your soul. Please check out RPTS, the Gentle Reformation blog, Barry's book titled Hitting the Marks, and Barry's articles in Table Talk. The information is in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to the podcast and post this episode on social media and email it to a friend. I hope you've been blessed and put what you learned to good use. Till next time.